here for a nice and round table podcast. Uh, this has been a very interesting year to say the least. Um, all of you out there listening, as always, we want to thank you for subscribing, listening, following, liking, sharing, getting the word out, um, doing everything that you could to make this podcast be a success. Um, this year, saw the launch of this podcast. It came out of nowhere um, to a lot of the listeners, at least. But um, as I said before, this is something that's been roughly a lifetime in the making. So, uh, as always, thank you for following us. We've adjusted the schedule several times. We went from Saturdays to Wednesdays to Saturdays to uh, you know skipping a week or two here and there based on you know just life and scheduling conflicts. And y'all hung in there with us and continued to. Uh, get us, you know, good numbers. So as always, you know, we appreciate that. Thank you for following us on uh, Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, um, and iHeart. As I stated before, uh, you'll see us on a few other platforms coming soon. We're working diligently to, you know, present a, a whole new feel. Um, you know, the new year is always a chance to start fresh with new things. So we're going to roll out 2020 with... Um, you know, new sound, new format, um, find us on new platforms, the whole nine. Uh, but we want to, this episode here, since this is, like I said, the last episode of 2020, we want to kind of recap this year um, from everything that happened before um, the podcast first went on the air all the way up until today's, all the way up until today. Um, and speaking of scheduling, um, this will not you're listening to it on New Year's Eve, which is a Thursday, um, and not the normal Wednesday. But going forward, as always, it will be released on Wednesdays. So we just wanted to give everybody a little something to listen to as you get ready to go into the new year, however you bring it in. So as always, thank you all for listening, subscribing, hanging out. And um, we're going around the table here and introduce everybody that's uh, on this episode, uh, starting off with you. Hello. Ian. What up? Kurt. What's up? Raleigh. Star guy. And uh, I'm James. And um, this week, you know, we don't have Ant, we don't have Jay, we don't have Banks. Those are the um, the brothers here that, you, you know, round off the whole Nights of the Roundtable podcast. But, you know, next episode, you know, we'll have everybody here. So, um, yeah, 2020 has been a very interesting year. Uh, for some people, it's been a great year. Um, it's changed a lot of lives. It's changed the way we looked at things. Um, a lot of blessings, a lot of losses, a lot of takeaways, pluses, revelations. You name it. Um, twenty twenty definitely means a lot to the growth, the maturity, um, the walk, the outlook for a lot of people. Um, but what we're gonna do with this episode here is we're just gonna go around the table and you know recap on certain things that kind of you know set off twenty twenty. You know what twenty twenty looked like for us, what it meant to us. You know what it could mean for us going forward. So uh, who wants to start off first? Uh, what? Let's 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 kind of take a step back. How was Christmas? Yeah, Christmas was uh Christmas was good. You know, it was um I don't know. I think Christmas again, man. I mean, I think with the pandemic, it kind of you know shaped um the outlook for Christmas. I know we were supposed to have um, some family over, but um you know we did like the little little FaceTime and the little conference calls or whatever. And then the snow didn't help either. Um, for y'all listening out there, you know Northeast. Got blanketed with snow, but yeah, that that kind of hindered a lot of Christmas visits. But uh, yeah, that that's yeah, that's it was it was different as always. Yeah, my 
mine was cool. Um, you know, the, the uh, pandemic is, is the only issue I've been really having with the pandemic is, is my cheesecake consumption. Um, you know, I was, I'm back, back to one slice again, mm. so I'm pissed. But other than that, you know, uh, Christmas was good. You know, I went over to my family house, did a little gift exchange, and then I went home. So I didn't, you know I mean, I didn't stay um, just because I'm around too many people mm. with coaching and training and stuff like that. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to risk it too much. So, but um, it was cool. I mean, just, you know. Same as before, same as other holidays. Just being able to chill at home and not have to worry about, you know, really going nowhere. Um, that was kind of cool. I, you know, I was able to just kind of relax on Christmas. You know, mm-hmm. watch the basketball games and, you know, just kind of chill. So that was cool. Yeah. Cool. Straight. Um, I said the kids got what they wanted. Wife got what she wanted. You know, made breakfast like I usually do. And that was about it. You know, just being at home relaxing. Mm-hmm. It's cool. But, um, and my mother's sister came over uh, with my niece yesterday because they couldn't get down because of the weather. But um, that's what I really wanted to do over Christmas, seeing my niece. Like, I'm cool. I'm all about the family thing. Cause, like, the things I want to get, I can't put down nobody to buy or give it to me. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's, it's for me to get it myself. Mm-hmm. But as long as my kids and wife take care of it, I can care less. You know, it was cool. As long as they're happy, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Uh, Christmas, I mean, it was cool. Sat around. I was able to see my mother and my siblings for about an hour. I didn't want to stay too long and uh, come back home and with her being pregnant. But um, that was cool. The hardest part was uh, she had lost her sister mm-hmm. the week before. So it was, I mean, luckily we got it out the way. We got the funeral out the way a few days beforehand. But the whole week leading up to it, I could see the, the stress and all that building up on her trying to get everything together. But with it being over before Christmas, we was able to sit back and enjoy some of the shit I bought her didn't didn't arrive and still ain't arrived yet. <laughs> but other than that, shit was cool. I really wasn't looking for shit. Didn't want nothing. Socks and socks and uh, undershirts. All I really needed. What's up? Yeah, shout out to basketball. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck all Christmas things. Just started of the NBA season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah um, I don't know, man. Like basketball, it was it was good watching basketball. It was. Um, I'm still adjusting to. Um, I'm still adjusting to, you know, the the them playing in their arenas with no fans. Like you just see the tarp with the advertisements and stuff on there. Like on the opposite side, isn't fans in the stands? Off, off the off the camera side. Yeah, because yeah, okay. I was at the. Uh, the field house, they allow <laughs> 300 people in the guard arena. Yeah. Yeah, the like queue, it. yeah, it's still queue with me. But yeah, the, the field house. They want like $300, for them tickets. Oh, they out there fucking mad. Shit. I'm cool. For some pandemic tickets? Yeah. Pandemic tickets. That shit supposed to be free. For some regular tickets. Man, that, <laughs> supposed, to, field, right? supposed to have a lottery, get that shit away. <laughs> you want to pet watch this bullshit? Yeah. So, so the set price is still the same name, bitch. I don't know. Most likely, yeah. Ashley sent me a little screenshot of the prices for the game tonight. So we so we got gas Jay to get that sweet for us there, you know. Um country club banks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Use their connections and they they, they um they networking something. Yeah, making yeah. shit happen. Spe- speaking of basketball, um the year started off kind of, you know, on a solemn note with basketball. We lost uh, Kobe Bryant this year. 
It came to a surprise. It came as a surprise to everybody. I know, um, you know, when it happened, I was on I was on Twitter, and somebody had posted like a screenshot of TMZ, and TMZ always be having you know the breaking news or whatever. So when I first saw it, I thought it was a hoax or you know like you know because mm-hmm. I. I didn't see the tweet before. I just saw like the little screen. I'm like, man, this, you know, then all of a sudden, like I'm refreshing Twitter and I'm trying to, you know, like see some more, see some more and like, you know, nothing else came up. And then probably like an hour later, that's when it started like catching on. Riley, you being the, the basketball aficionado of the, the group, um, how did, or if it did, you know, how did the death of Kobe, you know, impact you? And um, what do you think it meant for, you know, the game of basketball, period? I mean, it. You know, it really didn't impact me that much. You know, I'm a I'm a I'm a Kobe fan, but he wasn't, you know, one of my, you know, top five, um, you know, players. So it was like, okay, it was. I mean, obviously surprising. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And you know, I don't know. It just it just didn't affect me that much. Um, I mean, you know, and even and even now, like it's it's, I guess it's tough because it's like you know, there's so much other stuff going on in the NBA mm-hmm. with all the movement and then the bubble and then all that. You know what I mean? So it was kind of hard to like really grasp it all for real. You know, it's just, just tough. And then he had, I mean, he had retired. So it was like, right. you know, the, the effect of it really wasn't as dramatic, mm-hmm. you know, um, as if, if he would have still been playing or if it was during that last year or whatever. So I don't know. I just, I, I really don't have much, you know, on, on that. Um, That's fair. You know, really it's just, I mean, the, the whole NBA is just, you know, it's good to have the basketball back, but it kind of sucks. Like, there's, I mean, there's, there's so much player movement. The whole, this whole James Harden situation going on right now is just silly. You know, just just basketball in general and the, and the way it's going, it's just it's hard to it's hard to get into it for real. Man, this ain't well. We used to it at this stage of the game. Teams is rounded into the team they're gonna be, but now they. This is you just trying to figure out what kind of team you starting off with because yeah. they had what two weeks of training camp, if that. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's different so. for different folks. I mean, some of these folks that was uh, still in the bubble in the bubble in the latter stages, you can see they still in rhythm. You know what I'm saying? The mm-hmm. Heat still in rhythm. I mean, uh, it's it's some uh, it, it's it's going to be an interesting season to be honest with you. Uh, it's, but yeah, it's it's just not what it uh, what we know and love it to be. Mm-hmm. That's that's just difficult. Because what we had every game on Christmas was a blowout. Just a blowout. Just just a blowout. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it was some good games uh, last night, though. Last night, yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I mean, I, you know, it's as as funny as that may sound, like, I'm I'm ready for the playoff bubble again. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, it's, like, hard to watch now because you had that playoff bubble yeah. where it was like, dang, like, okay, they going. You yeah. know what I mean? Now it's just like, okay, they, it's a game. Going through the motions, you know, until it really matters in around February. After but all but <laughs> with this condensed season, it ma- every game kind of matters. Yeah. 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 I mean, 10 games. 10 games. Really For some teams, it don't matter. For some, it do. Oh, okay. Because you, I mean, it intent- well, I guess so, because they might trick off 10 games or if a, out of 82 season. But yeah. I, guess I mean, if you're in the West, you can't afford to drop yeah. no games for real. Yeah, yeah. you're right. You know, unless you're the Lakers, then you can kind of. Just get in, <laughs> but outside of that, like everybody else has to has to try to gain their rhythm and, and you know gear up to beat the Lakers for real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then in the East, it's you know it's still I mean you still got it's but it, it's the Nets and nobody else. 
You said it's the Nets and nobody else. <laughs> I mean, it was, but that's the thing of it. Like, so these other teams got to get their shit together yeah. mm-hmm. to challenge the Nets or to be ready to go against potentially the Lakers, you know what I mean, in the, in the finals, you know, because who knows if the Nets is going to make it. Like, mm-hmm. So it sounds like the time when Golden State was in the league a couple years ago, everybody just playing, had a team together to beat the Warriors. Now everybody trying to have a team together to beat the Lakers. Yeah. But that always changes, though. You know, before it was Golden State, it was who? The Heat? The Spurs. Yeah, Spurs. Yeah, Spurs. So, yeah. I mean, everybody had a run. You know, Celtics, yeah. so it's just so formulaic nowadays. It's right. Just, yeah. So, if I got my team, if I, got, if I got a team I could put on the, on the court to beat them, I just got to make the playoffs. So I'll take a five, six seed, you know, yeah. to get in there. Cavs will be 31, 41. Cavs will be a fifth seed. Well, you saw I want to make them spend $500 to see the Cavs play right now. Nah, nah I won't. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you I won't. <laughs> Oof. Nobody see. got a shot in the West, though. Nah. Lakers in Portland. <laughs> Portland. Lakers in Portland. Nah. Now, I was I was pulling you know, for Chuck Portland. Chuck bandwagon. Be- huh? Nah, I was pulling for Portland before Chuck said something, but I think Chuck burned bread on him now. Because mm. he put that $100,000 bet on him, man. Chuck don't really got a – Chuck is like the Stephen A. Smith of TNT. Like, whoever he picked usually shit to bed. You know, I feel CJ, I mean, CJ had a hell of a game last night. Yeah, yeah, but that's but with them, it's it's it's, it's they gonna have to put up forty a piece. Mm-hmm. No, the uh, one the young kid come back Who uh, from uh, Nurkic. No, the other one from Gonzaga. I think he played uh, power forward. Might be number forty four. He was a first they first round pick a couple years ago. He was out all last year. I think he might be a, uh, a big difference for him. Do they still got um what's the name from the Heat? Uh, the white side, side. Yeah. Side. yeah. Um, he's about the bench though. Yeah. I don't think he's there. Okay. He's good with the mellow. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's yeah, it's hard to it's hard to really say. I mean, Denver. Yeah. And they benefit heavily from bubble play, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I feel like Jamal Murray really benefited yeah. from oh, bubble yeah. play. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I see like that bubble thing. It just shows like. Most guys are practice players, and other guys ready for the um, the prime time lights. Cause like the dude um, T.J. Warren for um, yeah. for the Pacers, he was balling out of the bubble. You know, now mm-hmm. this dude five points, yeah. two points. Like nigga, you you a practice player? Yeah. Well, you got. I mean, it, it what it shows is the levels in the NBA and the stress. Cause like if I know I ain't traveling nowhere, it's easy. I just gonna show up. I'm gonna fans interfere with me. I gotta worry about that. All the extra stuff bothering, I just go here and poop, which is like practice. So like that's what I think. Like some people are elevated in that setting than they do right now. Yeah, yeah but what, I'm, what I'm saying is like it's, it's the level. So like the the superstar, the stars and the superstars, there was no drop off. Mm. You know what I mean? And, and and for the guys who weren't, you know, you got some guys who are like, mm. okay, you you throw you take them to the park, and they gonna win you every game. But then you put them on your high school team. Or your college team, mm-hmm. and like you said, they TJ Warren, and they gonna get five, six points a game. Like you know what I mean? But the superstars, you can take them to the park. You can take them on your high school college team, and they gonna perform no matter what. Right. And then you got some of the guys who just never got a shot, or never had the publicity, like Jamal Murray. You know what I mean? Or or the the opportunity to really shine for real, mm-hmm. and they kind of flourished in that in that moment. So I don't. I mean, it's, yeah. who knows? We'll see how it play out. The other big story, and I don't want to dwell too much on, you know, the losses every year because I don't want to turn this into a morbid podcast because Lord knows it was a lot of them that happened, but we'll focus on 
we'll talk about something that that's like that pretty much shaped twenty twenty for the most part, and we don't spend too much time on this because we talked about it on damn near like every episode since it's happened. <laughs> Is um the um the lockdown, you know, the quarantine that happened in March of this year, and for the most part, um, I ain't gonna say for the most part, hell, like we're still under it. Had to um you know pretty much relocate back home, working at home. Um, a lot of things got shut down. A lot of businesses got closed. A lot of small businesses went under. Tying it back into basketball, hell, baseball, football, you name it. Um, no fans are at, or, or little to no fans, I'll say, are at a lot of these shows. and Well, not shows, because we don't have any of those. But at these sporting events, drastically impacted the world as a whole. Um, one thing that I'll say, and, and Drew might be able to speak to this, um, it's my ignorance, and I'll say that I did not realize the impact, or I guess you know, Drew and Riley both can speak to this. Um, I didn't realize like how much, you know, support um, we need to put behind you know small businesses. Um, seeing so many of them close up shop, um, seeing so many of them, you know, close doors. You know, a lot of restaurants down on you know Fourth Street uh, here in Cleveland. You know, had to shut their doors, and and all over the city, hell, all over the state for the most part, mm-hmm. and the country as well. Um, so I I didn't, you know, I, and, and and my heart goes out to a lot of them, and you know, I, I'm going to make a conscientious effort, you know, once, not even you know once, but you know, I've been doing it as of late to, um, you know, continue to pump money behind, you know, the handful of small businesses that are still open. Um, but as you know, two small business owners that have you know, been, you know, striving and doing the thing for the most part. How has this impacted y'all during the pandemic? Uh, how has the pandemic impacted my business? Man, that's the real question. You know, H.G. Will said adapt or perish, man. So, you know, that's <laughs> the same across the board. You know, business and not shit changing. You got to change with it. Um, so, you know, I feel like um, much in keeping with the basketball analogy, I feel like COVID really did put a lot of things on the on the scale. You know, did it uh, did it look funny in the light? Did it not? You know, where people, you know, is this real? Is it just a business plan? Is it a business? Is it from the heart? Is it not? You know, this and that. So, you know, I don't necessarily want to say um, whether or not it was good or bad because again, I think success, success is relative. Um, but uh, what I will say is that. Uh, I think that this year was really good for uh, realigning us with our virtues, virtues and, uh, and our ethos and, and making us re-examine who we are as people. And uh, our small businesses, although those are, what, 97, 98% of all businesses here in the, in the uh, continental U.S., and they make up for most of the business transactions here, uh, we also understand that, you know, it's been an LLC boom just the same. So we could talk about shit that's closing, we can talk about mm-hmm. shit that's growing. And uh, for me, it's, it's nothing more than just a transfer of, of ideas and, and power and, and uh, so on and so forth. It's, it's really bigger than small business. It's, it's more so about establishing power in a, in a, in a foreign land for us. And uh, that, that, I think, is really centered around business and business practices. So, yeah, you know, business is being folded, but them hustles kicked up. You know, <laughs> I see a lot of folks out here juggling a lot of different things, jumping off the porch with a lot of products, ideas. I see these kids with lemonade stands. I see mm-hmm. LLCs popping up all year long. I can't tell you how many different small businesses I printed for this year alone. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
it's it's been an interesting year as far as uh, uh, growth and um, recalibration. I'd say that before I'd say anything else. Yeah, for me, I mean, it's 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 been cool. Um, you know, as a as a basketball trainer, it's, it's been great because unfortunately, a lot of the school programming has has been you know canceled. Um, you figure that all the summer programming was, was canceled. You know, you're finding out fi- we're finding out a lot of the you know some of the fall sports have been canceled in certain areas. Um, some of the winter sports have been canceled in certain areas. So we got you know, uh, and then on top of that, we got we got virtual schooling. So for me, it's been great because I'm a babysitter for some parents, mm-hmm. you know, who are just sick and tired of seeing their kids, you know, um, or just sick and tired of them being in the house, not being active. Mm-hmm. So I've been able to flourish a little bit more, you know, in that in that aspect. And then, like I said, you know, for me as, as a basketball trainer, if, you know, as games get pushed back or canceled, it turns into an off-season, extended off-season for me, you know, as far as training. So you're not playing until January. Okay, we got more time to train and get ready. You know what I mean? So I've been I've been getting a boost in, in clientele just because of that. You know, my other business, Stark, I mean, it is what it is. So it's, it's, it's really no issues with that because people still need the products, you know what I mean, whether it's a pandemic or not. But, you know, I, I will say that um, as far as all the other small, small businesses to, to piggyback off you, I mean, you're at home. You know, how many people got laid off? You know, how many people are like, okay, I got to make something happen. Yeah. You know what, I got time now. What was it that I was thinking of wanting to try to do anyway? I might as well try to do it now because I got the time. I'm at home. I don't have nothing else to do. I got to figure out how to make some extra money anyway, so let's try this. Yeah. You know what I mean? So in that aspect, it's been kind of great. You know, just for people to be able to, to kind of explore, you know, what they probably wanted to do or been wanting to do and didn't have didn't have time to do. Absolutely. So, you know what I mean? I think I think that part of it has been has been good. Now Curtis, I don't want to leave you out of this too. I know as a small business owner right now with with your um entertainment company, how has this impacted you? Bad. I mean, I couldn't do nothing. Like no entertainment, no shows going on, no um you can't gather nowhere, so you, there's no shows to do. It's good and bad because now everybody I'm start starting out together. There's no one company out ahead of nobody else. You know, everybody starting from the same. From everybody has scratch. Yeah. <laughs> so now the hustle part kick in. So now you got to start well, trying to get these venues. Everybody pricing come down now to get these venues. They trying to generate some money, some type of way mm-hmm. to get people in there. It was it was bad for the entertainment business, man. To be honest, you know, like nothing came in, nothing came out. I projected to do six hundred thousand dollars of revenue this year, and I got zero. So we set for twenty twenty one. You know, I, that's that, that's what I did this year too. Like once I knew everything wasn't going, I had to readjust my whole plans, realign everything I wanted to do, and change my focus on on all right. Well, what's foolproof? Mm-hmm. There's nothing foolproof. So now the best thing is get it early. And get out, you know. Uh, spend more time developing people, um, st- doing studio sessions, stuff like that. Even like the um, the live shows on um, on stage yet, Facebook Live, stuff like that. That was cool, but like nobody really was trying to make no money. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> right. 
Like nobody, it's it's kind of hard to tell somebody. All right, I'm gonna do a, um, I'm gonna do a concert online, and it's ten dollars. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm gonna pay ten dollars at home watch you perform. I'm I'm not getting out of that. You know, it's yeah. like the verses. That's cool. That's free. So anybody go to that log on, see it. Cool. It's a vibe. And that other thing people forget about the entertainment business. The whole point of live entertainment is the vibe and energy you get from that show. Mm-hmm. Just getting a group together performing with no fans, it's rehearsal. Just mm-hmm. like just like the bubble. Like I said, the bubble is practice. Performing without no fans is rehearsal. That's how I see it. But like I said, going 2021, everybody start from <laughs> square one. So we we I mean yeah. <laughs> speak, speaking of yeah. <laughs> we just happened to look at this uh Dallas Mavericks versus the Clippers and it's seventy seven to twenty seven? Fifty fifty point deficit at halftime. At halftime. At halftime. Everybody is everybody gotta be hurt or something. Kawhi. Kawhi, Kawhi hurt. He got elbowed in the mouth the other night. That's it though, yeah. right? Yeah, you know, you gotta play off P. Play off P. We're still a pandemic, so pandemic P ain't showing up yet. <laughs> so we can't count on him. That's crazy. That's, That's ridiculous. Fifty yeah. points. You see, wow. trying with a title. If one person go down, one the next thing you do this shit. Well, so we can't count on the Clippers uh, to challenge the Lakers down. Absolutely not. To the Mavericks. That's, oh, that's disgusting. But um, yeah. So um, has it has so so for for. Well, I guess for you guys, right, Ian and, and James, is has has this affected you guys um, from a business standpoint? Like, okay, wanting to start a business as it like speak to I mean, you know, spoke to you in any way? Like, all right, I'm in a pandemic. You know what? I might as well. Like, has as you guys have you guys thought about that at all? So for me, the one the one plus that I say, one one yeah one plus for me that I say with this is that. Um, I think with everybody being in the house, uh, admittedly, it's it's allowed our listenership to, to increase. You don't have many people that are tied down or tethered to you know desk at work. A lot of people working from home, um, you know. So like the the, the listenership um, increased beyond expectation. That, that's one thing that I'm thankful for. Um, as far as business things go, without pulling back the curtain too much, I got a, a lot of material that I'm trying to shop. You know, scripts, books, etc. And so you used this, huh? <laughs> you used this, huh? As I'll, a launching pad. I use you. That was before. <laughs> Shut up, man. Yeah. So you, so you, so you uh, take digs in the best man, huh? No, I ain't using y'all's likeness. Listen, listen. No, platform. So you use, you use this podcast to get your other shit going. Nah, man. Shut up. Damn. Anyway, yeah, when, that, when that TV show out. Come, when that TV show come out, it's a dude named Rodney <laughs> instead of Raleigh. <laughs> and Kirkland. <laughs> Rodney, the basketball player. This nigga Don King. Instead of Ian, it'd be Owen. <laughs> nah, um, nah, I had some, um, I had, I had, I had a, I'd be careful what I say because of who's listening, but I, I had a, uh, some, I had two trips that were lined up to put some some material in front of some folks. Okay. That obviously didn't happen. I was able to do, you know, a couple Zoom meetings and talk to some folks, pitch a little bit of something, but three of the main people that I need to talk to are not available. 
too yeah, much. I, mean, I, so I don't. I didn't. I didn't mean for you to like. You know, oh yeah, feel no, like no, you had to go in depth about yeah. it. I'm just saying, has it sparked anything? And obviously, it has. Yeah, and it, but one thing I will say though is giving me a chance. You know, like in one of those meetings, like it's giving me a chance to elaborate on what I'm working. You know what I'm saying? So it's like when all of this, you know, hopefully, you know, boils over, um, I'll have a lot more material to be able to, you know, push forward. But yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely hindered some stuff, but. Um, you know, my faith is what kind of keeps me afloat. So I feel like, you know, God has something in, God has something in plan, you know, in store for me to, um, you know, kind of like backtrack and, you know, load up my, you know, load up the clip a little bit more. But, um, but to circle back, I mean, like I said, like everybody being locked down and being quarantined, excuse me, it's definitely helped the podcast grow. So yeah, that's, that's, that's the highs and the lows of it. How about you, Ian? I mean, it did, but, for what I wanted to do, I ain't really figured it out. It gave me more time to sit back and, and read and figure out what I want to do. And it also gave me more of a chance to work on on me and, I guess, establish more of a, a better of a foundation to when I do decide what I want to do on how I'm going to go about doing it. So, luckily, I had a job the whole time, so I wasn't hurting for nothing. And I had less expenses, so I definitely wasn't hurting for nothing. So... I guess that took away the drive like I got to do it now mm-hmm. and fear I didn't want to go out and do something and fuck around and fail and lose lose be better be worse off than when I started so it gave me a whole lot of time to try to read and figure out exactly what I want to do for sure, for sure. so yeah so the, the, the pandemic definitely impacted us all um, now one thing that the pandemic also impacted and we starting to see it uh, especially with like Christmas is um, the postal service, which was President Trump. Oh shit! Here we go. <laughs> now, now, I, and I know, like you know, history. The, My buddy. I, okay, whatever. But <laughs> uh, you know, history. I didn't. I didn't berate the man. I'm. 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 I'm gonna take the high road here. Um, President Trump put in a lot of different pawns in place to secure him. We'll talk about that briefly. Uh, to secure his presidency so that he can get a second term. But in doing so, he kind of screwed himself. Um, you know, he put in a new postmaster chief uh, to kind of offset a lot of, you know, the, the mail-in ballots because I think he, well, I ain't going to say he, but his people probably saw that a lot of people were going to be, you know, mailing in ballots or whatever with, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that pretty much hindered a lot of, your deliveries and stuff not making it and everything being backed up. Um, but yeah, um, I mean, that's, that's, you know, a lot of people that I know in, 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 like I said, Ian just said it, and I'm, I don't know how it's impacting you as far as like mailing out stuff or you mailing out, you know, your products as well. Um, but yeah, the, 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 the postal thing has become a huge um, hindrance in the last couple of months uh, with ballots not being delivered, gifts, not being delivered on time. Hell, I go into the informed delivery. I still got stuff that's like the post office is like three days behind. You know, three. Well, probably more than that. Yeah. <laughs> and then you know you see like the news clips where you see like packages upon packages. Um, I was talking to a friend a week ago. Uh, somebody in their family works for the post office, and they were saying that like in one of the back stock rooms or whatever, when they keep piling stuff into those carts and those crates. You keep hearing glass and stuff like shattering, mm-hmm. or you keep hearing stuff crack because they just throwing stuff on. There's no rhyme or reason. With you two, with your, 
you know, your um, health products and your waters and your pills and, you know, your, you know, your printing and things like that that you ship them off. Uh, have y'all experienced any, set, I'm, obviously you probably have, but have you experienced any and, you know, what has it meant for your, have you got around that or have you been able to get around that? Man, I haven't had any issues. With our, with our company, we have, we have people in different states, so, you know, if somebody needs it, they can contact, you know, the person that's, that's closer to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, or, or we, I can, you know, direct them to somebody that's closer so they don't have to worry about, you know, me shipping from, from Cleveland to California. You can just contact somebody in California and kind of, you know, expedite it a little bit quicker. But, no, it, has, it hasn't affected me. I mean, I... Without, I mean, it's just been, I mean, it's just, it's, shit, it's, it's, it's COVID, man. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, everything, everything is, everything is different. Like, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I've seen, um, I don't know if this is true or not, but I've, I'm just going by what, I, what I've seen. I, it looks like Amazon has gone back to people using their regular cars to deliver, deliver stuff. Whereas they, where I thought that they had kind of got rid of that and started using the trucks and the certain Like the Target Robin shit. Maybe so, but I mean, I've seen, I'm mm-hmm. seeing people, you know, or they're, they're so backed up mm-hmm. that oh, they're yeah, like, yeah. all right, well, should we back to the, you know, regular, regular drivers, you know, just because we need to get this shit out the warehouse. Mm-hmm. It's the hustle, man. Like, but that's a part of it. You know, if somebody's out here and they have access to or the, des- the desire to, might be able to tap into that as a hustle and make some money. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, the post office is having trouble getting stuff out. I have a service here that's going to help get it to, you know what I mean, if if it could be done. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Possibly. I don't know. I, yeah. I, I mean, who knows? I you never know. Yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, I, I don't think that it would be allowed I, just because it's the post office and <laughs> you got, you know, all the regulations and shit, but right. under this circumstance that there might be a might be something, you know, you never know. Fair so. <laughs> what you, bro? Yeah, I mean, not so much about, like, me printing shit out. I think that's one of the values of having a small business is that a lot of the patronage is intentional. Um, the people that directly and, and most strongly support, uh, you know, what, what, what I produce are people that I know for the most fact. Or someone that may be, a, you know, two or three people removed, so they may know who I am but may not know know me. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, I wish one of y'all would get upset about, you know, some shit not flying. Y'all know this COVID shit. <laughs> <laughs> and where my shirt at? Where everybody else shit at? You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, but I, I think that that's the value of a collective experience, to be honest with you. I think that, um, um, you know, it, it allowed for some uh, consideration for some of us. And I mean, even for this to be a topic of the, of, of, of the podcast, right? For us to talk about small biz and, and just everyday people amidst all of these things. Um, you know, whenever we talk about gear and uh, highlights, it's usually the same shit, right? Like whatever went above the fold and who died. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it, right? Yeah. Top headlines and that, that sad-ass montage and shit, mm-hmm. and, you know, and that's the end of that. But for us to be considerate and really speak about um, things that were happening on the lowest levels of society, uh, uh, you know, I think that it really kind of speaks to, again, that recalibration I spoke of earlier, um, but also um, the hope and the spirit and the attention that's being uh, that, that's being shed on, on everyday people. And um, I think that that's a, a tremendous stride in the, in the right direction as far as just rebalancing this country. We need to be conscious of uh, what everyday people who are, you know, putting food on their table are going through, you know, mm-hmm. uh, not, you know, analyzing, uh, 
wealth transfers from to, you know general public to Jeff Bezos who made you know <laughs> what three quarters of a trillion or some shit like that this year who the fuck knows but <laughs> you know either way um, you know it was a lot that was going on this year but uh, um, you know it was with consideration um, that that small businesses were able to support uh, I mean were able to thrive and, and really um, still maintain that level of support so um, yeah no issues as far as my ship outs what I will say though is um Man, it's hard printing. Printing right now is real difficult. Um, some of my primary printers were hit really hard. Uh, or manufacturers, rather, were hit really hard with uh, COVID. So, um, case in point, like my Made in the Cleveland Hood hoodies, I use a specific hoodie for that. Uh, that company is was hit very hard. It's very difficult for me to get those hoodies now, you know. And um, so, case in point, you know, um, I got an order from like eight, seven, eight different places. Um, you know, things are coming from like 15, 17 different meals just to fulfill one order. I, it takes me three orders now for something that, I mean, three weeks uh, and, and five orders for something that would normally be handled in one transaction would be here overnight. Mm. And so it's, um, it's really complicated. Um, print shop was overflowing, busting with stuff over the last two, three weeks. I still haven't been able to print my own stuff. Uh, so it hasn't really complicated my business as far as like me shipping out stuff, but as far as me fulfilling printing orders and stuff like that for other people. Um, one of my businesses, uh, one of my uh, trade printers, case in point, after COVID, they never produced business cards ever again. So, you know, I was spending, uh, you know, maybe five, 600 a month with these guys, just them alone. Mm. Um, you know, so, uh, you know, again, it's adapter parish, man. I could sit there and be upset that, hey, man, my one of my primary trade accounts isn't doing what they're suppo supposed to be doing. And how much money would I be missing out if I was still sitting here waiting for them to get their shit together? They going through shit. Who ain't going through shit? We got to adapt, you know? So, Straight up. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it is what it is. Nobody was exempt this year. Everybody got touched. Now I will say, I know, ask, I could like I almost lost my job off of mail orders. I just fucking run the post office, my job. Um, mm. Yeah, they, they sent out they some sent out some holiday cards around Thanksgiving, and um, it didn't arrive yet. So they come to me like, um, did you mail such and such out? I said, I don't know. I just pick the box up, deliver like I'm supposed to. You know, I ain't looking on the damn names like that. Mm. So they all scrambling, they, they plotting, they plan because you know got to take the black man out because he fucked up. Come to find out. The lady go down to the car, down to the main post office in Cleveland, and said, "Yeah, we got your order. We should, we um process four. So what? Well, there's seven. I didn't know this information until later on. So we have um a conference call. All the managers have a conference call. Talk about yeah. Um, we tracked down our, our packages. They found four, lost the other three. So I'm like, huh? Y'all blame me for losing all seven? I need <laughs> I need an apology. So I, I started some shit because it made me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> Come to find out, the main post office only has seven people working because they got like 50 people out with COVID. Mm -hmm. So, like, all this stuff is stacked up. You see the, the um, 18 wheelers all down the street. I felt good that it wasn't my fault because I knew it wasn't my fault. <laughs> I felt better throwing that shit back in their face, <laughs> you know. But, yeah, that, it, was, it was fucked up shit, though, man, you know. But I, I, I remained calm until I knew I was right. So, I knew I was, I knew I was right the whole time. Mm -hmm. But I just needed that confirmation. Like, why don't you go back out there and check the vans? Check all the vans. Like, I'm only driving one fucking van. I don't check all of them. Well, maybe you, you, you changed your mind and drove something else this day. I ain't no, bitch. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Still, so that was, so that um that was a a stressful three days for me because I was so ready to jump down the throat to prove my point, mm-hmm. which I did in front of the whole company on that Zoom call. <laughs> so it felt pretty good. I'm glad that worked out for you, though, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Now I know it could have been I don't know maybe three episodes ago we were we were saying that we all some of us here hadn't known anybody that had gotten stricken by COVID. Um. I know I, I personally, I, I maybe know maybe like four people that got, you know, got diagnosed with it. Since that time, has, has anybody else, you know, family, friends, or whatever, uh, known to be diagnosed with it, or any anybody in here been tested for it? I've been tested for it. Okay. Uh, I got tested before I went to um, where I got last. Where the fuck I go? Um, Virgin Islands. That's where I went last. I had to get a test before I left. Um, left out for that. Of course, I didn't have it. Me and my wife didn't have it. But recently, I know five people that had COVID. Three pastors that had it. Um, one gentleman had it a couple weeks ago. He caught it from one of his members from church. You know, so he'll know which member he caught it from church from. Mm-hmm. They, him, it took him and his wife out. He was sick. So they got to call the health department to come in to, to fumigate that shit. <laughs> they hold church, you know. But it did take him and his wife out. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so I mean, like I said, yeah, anybody want to open these churches up, you know? <laughs> hey, like, this is a safe space, you know? God going to provide and take care of us. No, take care of yourself. I'm going to say he won't, but be smart. Take care of yourself first. Don't just go to any random church. Like, yeah, it's, it's the house of the Lord and we protect it. You're not, you know? So many jokes there, but I'm going to... Be smart, you know? I'm going to refrain. I'm going to chill. It's Sunday, too. Yeah, I mean, just, just be smart about the whole situation, man. Like, this this, this shit is real, man. COVID real. Like, be yeah. smart about a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, um, like I was saying before, man, anybody else, like, feel like they might have caught it or they know anybody else that came down with it? No, I mean, not since, not since I had it back last year around this time. Okay. Before it was out, yeah. I guess. <laughs> what about you? Oh, I know a million people that had it. Got it, had it, you know, dealt with it. Um, thank God I haven't caught it. Um, I hope that that continues to uh, be true. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely been tested for it a few times. Uh, I, I, I keep a, uh, a thermometer in my car. You're not hopping in my shit with no, you know, you know, I'll take this shit very seriously, you know. Uh, you know, so it is what it is. I'm not, you know, super crazy about it, but you know, I am conscious of, of it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I know a ton of people who's uh, more than I even like to think about, to be honest with you. But it's a lot. Of, I know a lot of people who's. I know whole like businesses, places that was uh, like virtually shut down. Might have been like ten, you know, fifteen folks working there in one of these places. And you know, at the I don't know if you want to call it the height, but you know, April, Mayish, mm-hmm. March type time. I, I remember there being. One of these places, there was 10 employees there. I want to say eight people had it. You know what I'm saying? That's Two, three people was coming on eight beds, bro. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, white light type shit. So um, there's definitely nothing to front on. I don't want to play with it. Uh, you know, shout out to everybody who had it, survived. And shout out to everybody who lost someone. Uh, shouldn't be losing anybody over a fucking virus. Not one that we saw coming, you know. So um, those losses are hard. Yeah. Yeah, what about you, man? I think uh, only two people. 
that I've known and had personal dealings with before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to worry nobody in my immediate or my family in general hasn't been diagnosed with it, but the two people I know uh, are fine. So mm-hmm. one was a, a teenage kid and the other was a uh, slightly older than, than me. So, But they both, I think it took them a week, a week and a half to feel better, or the one woman took about a week and a half to feel better and about three weeks to be totally back to normal. So that's it. But like Robbie said, I, um, I had a battle with that stuff back in February before everybody knew what it was. Cause um, if somebody had had the flu before, like that, that wasn't the flu. That was, that was COVID, nigga. <laughs> yeah, I mean, by all accounts, that's exactly what it was. But, you know, thank God that, you know, we, we all still here and we, you know. So then, um, that takes us to the, I, I, I guess you could say the main event of the year that everything was, you know, kind of like, you know, uh, leading up to. But before that, I mean, it was, it was something, it was, um, it was a lot of, no matter how, I ain't gonna say no matter how, because I don't want to minimize anybody's take on it. Um, we jump into the, the, the presidential race, um, but we'll jump on it on the, the Joe Biden side, the, the winner's side. Um, it was uh, <laughs> throw that in. <laughs> you know, um, it was it was a by by many accounts it was a historic a historic uh, ticket. You know, we saw the first lady vice president to uh, be appointed um, black, Asian, and Indian. Um, Why not? Huh? Black, Asian, and Indian. Yeah, all the above. Mm-hmm. Um, you can claim all that shit. Well, I mean, they, you know, like she, she essentially, like she, she checked off the box on uh, everybody's, you know, everybody's, um, you know, ticket. You know, they said that she was, well, she is black, um, and then she's of Indian descent, and then Indians are considered Asian, so they. I don't want to stop you. I, I really want to chop down right. Go ahead, man. I'm, I'm just going. By, look, this is not coming from me. This is what the. Let me say this. Okay, so stuff like that can only be leveraged in politics, right? Right. So let's say if Drake produces a song tomorrow and it's outsells Thriller, mm-hmm. do you honestly think that they're going to say a black artist in regards to Drake? Are no. they ever going to call him that? No. No. Will they ever call? Well, I mean, what? So what's the difference? Why is it? What, what's the double standard? And so again, it's really about who creates the narrative. And who buys into it? Mm-hmm. And the more we keep talking about politics, the more do we buy into this idea that um, any uh, other people have this uh, this this power mm-hmm. to create their own identities, and other people don't have that power. That's why people have to ask, "What are your pronouns?" <laughs> you, don't, you don't have that power. Mm-hmm. You just don't. Um, so you know, for anybody to say that um, they are black, Indian, Asian, I'm not going to take that from them. Um, hey, my father is Pakistani. My mother is black. I identify and was raised by a black family. So, I mean, I don't regard myself as being anything other than that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't expect um, people to, you know, carefully carve out all of these things. I know that it chips away at my blackness by me acknowledging the fact that I would have a uh, Pakistani father. That's, so that's just, you, though. Yeah, that's but you. I'm just saying that's something that's very real as part of the American reality. I just don't. It's just funny mm-hmm. to hear someone, um, you know, regarded as equally being all of those things when I don't think America accepts people as being wholly any one thing mm-hmm. than being a white person. 
That's true. Yeah, absolutely. Even mm-hmm. though if we go down that wormhole, they're not truly white. Well, that's not really a wormhole. Toni Morrison said it first. So in, in America, um, America means white. Everyone else has to hyphenate. Yeah. Same with us. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. <laughs> Period. Yeah. But I mean, you know, still to the, you know, the. We, Sorry, we, we, no, you no. That's what we, that's what we here for. That's what, that's what everybody here for. Right. Um, but yeah, we got us a, a black uh, female vice president that uh, will be taking office in uh, what a little under a little under thirty days. Kind of forever. Huh? Kind of forever. Shit. Why <laughs> forget about that? <laughs> hey, I mean, whatever, whatever, whatever gets you the votes, man. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, so um, we got a we got a black. Female vice president coming in. Um, black American Asian Indian. Yeah, Black American Asian Indian yeah, yeah, yeah. female yeah. vice South president. Asian. Mm-hmm. South, South Asian. Asian. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, autumn on there. But yeah, that was also met with a lot of a lot of flack, a lot of backlash because of her record. But nonetheless, um, you know, she uh, she secured the nomination and uh, she's going to be our first female vice president. So uh, kudos to her and, you know, uh, President-elect Joe Biden as we get ready to go into January 20th. Um, now, I know we're not going to talk about who voted for who and all that other kind of stuff other than the obvious. I think the general consensus here amongst everybody is that we're glad it is over for the most part. It's not over yet. Voting is over. I mean, over. I mean, we got the, it's another shit show that everybody's yeah, expecting man, January I, I, that's 6th. What's, yeah, Zach, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Let's get all this bullshit out the way first. Then, like, on January 7th, all right, we can... Transition to something new. Yeah. Like I said, this shit's still going on, man. It's still negative. That's right. You can't celebrate this shit right now. That's right. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> ain't shit changed. <laughs> ain't nothing changed. And it's not just limited to this either. I mean, we're even like the the uh, you know 2020. You know, like us encapsulating everything that happened here in just a calendar year is just ridiculous. COVID is still here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People still, I mean, you know, it's still things that are, we're not through anything. We're not finished with anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and politics is a perpetual thing. It just replaces people with different, with new parts that, um, it, it, you know, it's, it's about what's trending, you know. So um, you'll be adding or prefacing <laughs> every election with historic mm-hmm. for the rest of your life. Yeah. Because we're going to be looking for, um, you know, some way to... Uh, Get 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 these uh push the agenda, you know. It's gonna take some new faces, you know. Now, uh, like I said, I ain't want to spend too much on you know too much time on politics because we know who won, and we know who's on his way out. Um, let's talk about something that uh, I'm gonna attribute something to you, and I know you don't like to take a lot of credit for a lot of things, but um, between the months. Hell, let's let's just say, I mean, it's been going on for forever, but it came to the forefront this year. I, I want to say finally, um, but that's the social unrest um, that has been plaguing black people for centuries, and it seemed like this year was the one year that finally. And I can't even say finally comfortably, but I'm going to just say on, on, on a commercial level. But nevertheless, um, this year we saw the attention, the awareness, we heard the voices, in a sense, uh, finally be listened to. Now, it was it was trotted out there for a little bit as we sit here watching this NBA game. I'm looking at the court 
and it's one thing that's like noticeably missing, and that is the Black Lives Matter. And Ian alluded to this quite often before. He was like, you know, it's only gonna be a flash in the pan. You know, after you know the voices get heard, you know, it's gonna kind of you know go by the wayside. You don't hear or you don't see very many, if any, commercials right now that's still touting, um, you know, equality. There are some out there. Jew um, was very instrumental in organizing uh, a rally and a march uh, this summer, and I want to give you, um, you know, a ton of props for that. I take all the credit for that. Take all the credit. Sure, yeah, yeah. Sure. You said earlier, I'll take, take all the credit. <laughs> <laughs> um, this brother did something here in the city of Cleveland. Um, uh, we marched from Martin Luther King Boulevard uh, in front of um, um, Ian and Jew's alma mater, Benedictine High School, or from ben- from Benedictine High School, uh, up Buckeye, and um, it culminated on 118th and Buckeye. And I and I'll be perfectly honest. Um, as aware as I claim that I am, or as you know, socially conscious as I claim that I am. That did something to me, yeah. you know. That that kind of brought something out of me, made me feel alive, you know, being a part of something. Just just seeing that much unity, you know, blacks, whites, you know, the whole nine. Um, but that was that was, and, and you know, you can speak on that. Um, but it was it was something that you know, at one point in time, it felt like people, not Americans, but people, uh, came together and were you know sick of the bullshit. Sadly, it took the the media viewing of a black man losing his life to spark this unrest. Um, and sadly, you know, you had people that were, you know, calling, you know, the protesters rioters and looters, which is bullshit. But, you know, nevertheless, man, um, you know, talk on, talk on, you know, because I know that's 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 your arena. Um, you're you're very instrumental in that. Talk talk about what this year meant to you know, the voices, the masses, the awareness, and, and, you know, your hand in, you know, the different uh, rallies and marches that you were a part of and organized? Uh, man, it was just good not to, not to be out there by yourself, man, you know? Uh, when I think about, you know, after the Brelo verdict, um, I, I'm always angry, you know? I've, I've been angry all my life, man, so I'm just always angry. And so uh, it's just really about channeling anger for me, you know. So uh, I feel like uh, years prior to this, uh, I felt isolated in different ways, right? Like I may be in a space post-verdict, post-whatever situation. I may be in a space where even like county jail stuff, I'm the only organizer in that space. I'm the only black person in that space. I'm the only whatever (laughs) in that space. Um, I feel very isolated in those spaces. And um, a lot of times it feels like, um, you know, we, we don't even understand what's happening around us and how things are just being set up for our uh, failure. Um, but that being said, um, it was really um, nice to uh, just uh, see white moderates with Black Lives Matter signs. Um, for me personally, I feel like that's what that's something that no other movement uh, has been able to enjoy. It's felt like it was a fight uh, for black people and by black people and about black people. You know, these lives that are lost in our neighborhoods. Uh, I can recall um, when uh, um, 
what's my my counsel the uh, uh, counseling used to drink and stuff for to uh, Zach Reed, Zach yeah. Reed, my guy Zach Reed, and Zach, I hate to reduce you to that, but I just know that that's popular opinion. Great guy. Um, so I used to go to uh, city council every Monday, you know, for years. He would come out there every Monday with a chart and show all the different murders. He would draw a line from one to one week after week. And every week, these council people would just sit there and they tune him out, wouldn't think twice about it. And so it just reminds me that, you know, all of this stuff is within our grasp. You know, like earlier when he said it's over, and shit over with. We still got to hold Joe accountable to doing some things. We got to hold Kamala accountable to some things. This is a voting year this year for the city of Cleveland. Um, we still got to think about what happened as far as the census and how that's going to directly impact us and how foundations are going to play the role of filling in those voids that government won't be available to assist and how that's going to change. And, 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 and There's a lot that's going to happen in the city of Cleveland all that, to think that anything is over with. This year, our suffering, the issues, the so, uh, voting, uh, our political concerns, any idea. That's, that's why we have to wait until someone's brutally murdered callously murdered on TV uh, to react because we accept all those other things as normalized behavior and it's not. You decide whether or not it's enough or it's, and, and, whether, and if you want more out of people. And uh, that's one thing that I think this year has been really good at um, um, doing for uh, everyday folks is building an on-ramp to the struggle, you know. And um, that's, um, you know, it, it was great to, to be able to see, you know, thousands of folks in your own neighborhood marching for black lives. Yeah. You know, so I can think about, I mean, we all pretty much call that neighborhood home, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. And just mm -hmm. think about um, the suffering or things that we've seen uh, in our years before pre-cell pre phone cameras. You know what I'm saying? Right. Wasn't nobody mm -hmm. capturing this shit we mm -hmm. seen, you know? and. Um, <laughs> So, you know, just to think about that, 20, 20 some odd years ago, when nobody thinking about, we, we didn't have the opportunity to organize a mass march to, you know, to, to, to bring about awareness and, 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 you know, center this, this around love and stuff. And, and so, you know, this year has really presented a lot of opportunities for us as a people and, and really uh, helped to unite us and, and really tear down some of these social constructs that have uh, worked so tirelessly to divide us as a people. This is a, it's been a great, great uh, year um, in regards to organizing and um, you know, um, people asking themselves the existential questions, you know, what's life, uh, what, you know, what's, uh, uh, what, what is life's most persistent question? What are you doing for others? That's what it is. Yeah. So, you know, I think a lot of people were asking that question and that was always good to see. I know Ian, Ian was very, uh, he was, he was vocal um, about the advertisement, I guess you could say, of, of the movement and how it's not there. Who won? I told you. As soon as, as, soon as that, there's a, there's a certain comfort comfort level everybody has with the Democratic Party. They go to sleep. Once you once you elect them, all of a sudden, everybody goes back to sleep. Said if homeboy stayed in, he was a lightning rod for whatever movement, whatever you want to do. If he stayed, that lightning rod is still there. You saw how things started and things how things started rolling so fast. But just as it started rolling, see how quickly it stopped. I was watching the damn uh, the NBA 
Ain't none of that stuff on they on the courts, uniforms no more. This is the end of the season. What seventy days ago? Mm-hmm. Seventy days ago. Yeah. Business as usual, no, yeah. right? We yeah. we took it. We took advantage of of it. We we became your your favorite league because we looked like we support you. But now that somebody told us, no, we ain't doing that no more. It's over. Mm-hmm. But that that see now that's 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 an interesting perspective. Um, but I feel like the perspective is almost like us looking for the Grinch to grow our hearts. I ain't, but it's, it's not just the NBA. I'm talking about the whole. It was out. It was out in the forefront for how long? It was the first thing on everybody's lips, out their mouth, when all this kicked off, and for however, however many months. And we just had another kid, another guy killed in Columbus over the weekend, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Nothing. But that's largely due to us. I'm, I understand. I'm just I I'm not I'm not saying. But what I what I am saying is, I said that once there is a certain comfort or for whatever reason we fall back asleep, and as soon as the election was over, everybody mm-hmm. felt safe. Everybody thought everything was going to be turn the page. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're back to still the same shit. Yeah. <laughs> so that's all. Mm-hmm. That's what I told y'all a few weeks ago. This is this is what I this is what I was afraid of, and that's what I thought was gonna happen. As mm-hmm. soon as you get that, as soon as you get what you're used to back in, we fall back asleep. People people aren't as as active, vocal, or whatever on the shit. Mm-hmm. They're waiting for. They think that they're gonna be saved by these people. The system. Yeah, because these are the people that we we voted for, so they gonna these are the people we love, so they love us. They tell us they love us when it's time for that vote. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We so, got that vote. Mm-hmm. So we go back to waiting. Okay, our vote gonna gonna get us something. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm not done with y'all yet. I need y'all still like we said that run up in Georgia. I'm not done with y'all just yet. So y'all, I still need y'all to come out to vote for us to get the to get the to finish the job. Yeah. So after that's done, then it go back like you said, business as usual, and everything. You know, cops still killing black people. Um, kids gonna be sure missing. Old ass white folks are gonna still make rules and regulations that we gotta abide by, and we still get pulled over. But I'll leave it at that. But you quickly, you quickly saw the power that everyone holds for a month, a time frame of a few months. Mm-hmm. I quickly things change, but then now it's going back. How quickly it goes back to how it was. Mm-hmm. And the election was only what a month ago. Yeah, and it's right back to where it was. Yeah. You want to chime in on it? You know, man. <laughs> it's up to us, though, as I, a people. You know what I'm saying? I'm not asking everybody to go out the house and grab a bullhorn and start organizing 100 people and marching and shit. But, you know, um, we do need to have these conversations. We need to think about uh, organizing our vote. Our vote is, uh, our biggest problem is that um, <laughs> people, everyone understands our value except us. You know, so when Absolutely. we think about this, uh, the value of these votes, uh, you know, I may have said it before, but when you think about a ballot of bullet, you know, that's 1964. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, Malcolm? He's talking here in, in Cleveland, and he talks about you, Black America, having the uh, the power to decide who goes in the doghouse and who goes in the White House. That's a power we still exercise today. It was what um, the people were vying for, you know. And so we understand that everyone wants our vote. But why wouldn't we organize something that we know everybody wants so that we can ask the most for it? You know what I'm saying? Like, to me, we need to figure out 
we understand the problems. We get it. We've been talking about the problems for 100 years. You know what I'm saying? We not this or we not that. Well, let's talk about the solutions. Let's talk about asset-based shit. What do we have? You know what I'm saying? We got vibrant networks of folks. We don't, we, listen, there's so many people that don't know how to use the fucking internet in our communities. And yeah, we still right. able to make shit pop. We still able to make shit. We are recession-proof. We're COVID-proof. Our communities are way more vibrant than they're ever given credit for. We have a lot to offer to this country. And until we really organize that and look for that collective wealth within us, um, it's going to be a lot of other people from outside uh, tapping into that wealth and extracting that from us, which relegates us to this perpetual issue that we're dealing with in this strange country. So, um, you know, it's, it's a deep-rooted issue, but um, we don't have to settle for shit. And dissent develops uh, democracy, and, um, you know, we really need to be conscious of who the real patriots are in this country, and uh, I'm sure that all roads would lead to uh, people of color, uh, i.e., Well said, well said. One last thing that I want to touch on here before we uh, probably close up is um, to circle back to the pandemic. Um, the vaccine has made its way out. Um, it's being distributed, allegedly. Um, Ian and I, <laughs> Ian and I have been kind of shooting each other videos. Um, uh, you know, a lot of conspiracy theory stuff has been taking place. Just basically the the, the the hopes that is this this these these vaccines that's being distributed, you know these 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 trick needles that's being used, and how everybody is you know lining up and everybody's being gung ho about taking these vaccines and stuff. I'm still standing on not taking it. Um, why? For several reasons. Um, one of which is I've never had a flu shot a day in my life. Um, never have. Never will. Um, I just don't agree with putting a virus in my body in order for me to combat it, yet you got to do it yearly for me to combat this so-called, not so-called, the flu is the flu. Um, also, too, it's a lot of things that my father said that still resonates with me. Um, and I've told this story num numerous times. My father uh, was a World War II vet, and he had some friends or buddies um, that went off to the, the, the Air Force and were a part of the Red Tails, the famous Tuskegee Airmen. And my father himself was close to going to the Air Force. His cousins and his brother went towards the Army, and he ended up going that route. He eventually ended up talking about, you know, some of the things that took place as, as far as, like, you know, um, vaccines and, you know, shots and all sorts of stuff. But, I mean, you know, it's a lot of people on both sides that argue, hey, you know, you put all sorts of poisonous shit in your body each and every single day, whether it's the food or whatever the case may be. And I've seen these arguments on social media, and they, I, you know, they make me chuckle because it is what it is. I mean, you really don't know what everybody is doing in their household, what they're eating. You don't know their diet or whatever the case may be. I mean, shit, you take a chance. You know, you risk your life each and every single day. You step out the house. Um, you know, if you want to kind of, you know, dumb it down to that. But I mean, people that don't want to take the vaccine shouldn't be forced to. Um, I don't think people should be looked at it as a, you know, as a two-headed monster for saying that they don't want to take the vaccine. Um, I feel like people are starting to be more conscientious of what's being put into their bodies for the most part. The one guy that I wish was here to kind of give us a little bit of 
pushback on that is not hearing us as brother banks but for the, the the brothers that are sitting around this table right now i know one in particular how he feels but as far as the vaccine being rolled out and soon to be readily available where does everybody stand on taking it wanting it or how they view it i'll be quick i'm not taking it unless i have to to leave the country point blank that's it and I, i'm I made it this far and this long, with the grace of God, you know, so I'm going to continue doing the same thing I've been doing, take care of myself and my family, um, police myself accordingly, I'm going to worry about myself, I don't trust y'all to take care of y'all selves, so I'm going to do what's right by me and take care of myself and my family. <laughs> um, that vaccine, I ain't touched it until I have to leave the country. That's fair. That's it. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it'll be curious to see. I'm curious to see how the government will uh, to make this mandatory, you know, uh, really mandated. I want to see what how far this goes. Uh, uh, silent weapons require wars. That's fun. I still don't want to take it. Unless I absolutely, absolutely have to. Yeah. On the last day, last shot would probably be me. But... <laughs> I can't tell anybody what to do or what not to do. All I can tell somebody is to think, mm-hmm. read as much as possible, uh, see the whole situation for what it is, and make your decision off of that. But don't rush just because somebody tells you to do it or not to do it. You got to do this. This is a lifelong uh, affair. This this is much bigger than a, just think it's a quick shot. You got to think about the whole situation, what went into it, what went on behind seeing what led to it uh, so I would just think read as much as possible on it it's a whole lot of stuff that's out there on it on the whole uh, virus and everything else this isn't something that just came about this year so it's it's definitely something you need to read and, and learn on your own alright alright um, there was like I said there was there was a lot of things that took place this year um, I don't want to too much dwell on the, the negative stuff that happened. So, you know, I just want to, I mean, is there anything else that anybody want to talk about that might have happened this year that might stand out to them that we didn't discuss so far? Man, yeah, I mean, it's a million things, bro. Uh, I say that um, it was nice seeing a lot of people in, in our uh, city parks and our county parks. I don't want to start talking like a politician and shit, but, you know. You know, shout out to some of these park systems, man. I, I always enjoy the, the, the parks. And so, um, you know, it's just really nice seeing folks just get back to the essence, back to the roots. Mm-hmm. Uh, as, my, as my old head say, the roots. Uh, you know, it's, it's I really appreciate it, just folks just doing human things, you know, caring for one another, going outside, breathing fresh air. And look, man, I mean, we weren't commuting to work as much. I mean, ozone layer, I'm sure, thanks us. It's a whole lot of shit that happened uh, as a direct result of this that, um, you know, it's, it'll have some positive uh, consequences. And, um, you know, it really is all in how we frame things. And, um, um, you know, we're so much more than what happened to us, you know, as humans. So um, mm-hmm. it's one thing that this year definitely reminds me. Um, so yeah, I mean, if y'all y'all out there listening, I mean, it's it's, it's several things that we've uh, we skipped over, um, you know, like the murder hornets and you know the space force and things like that that you know, 
or we might really want to like dabble into that and we don't really need to. Um, but all in all, I mean, 2020 was a very interesting year to say the least. You know, with the good comes the bad and, you know, with bad comes good. Um, you know, prayerfully, everybody got some sort of perspective um, or, or, or gain perspective and insight as to where they stand and what life means and I don't know, whatever ounce of humanity that lives in people was prayerfully enhanced. Um, the news will lead you to believe that, you know, a large, a vast majority of the world, or the last vast majority of this country, rather, doesn't um, subscribe to that. But uh, regardless, this year has grown us, it has stretched us, it has torn us, it has broken us down, um, it's made us learn, it's made us think, made us, you know, stop. Um, hopefully it's made you, you know, not to sound cliche, but, you know, stop and smell the flowers. I will say that I'm, I'm thankful for the gathering of these brothers here, you know, for this podcast. I know everybody took time out of their schedule to, you know, record these episodes. So for me, I want to thank uh, Jew. I want to thank Ian. I want to thank Curtis. Thank Raleigh. Thank Banks. Thanks, Jade. Thank Jade. And thank Ant. Um, everybody that had a hand in, you know, the, the, the putting together of this podcast. Thank you all the listeners, all the subscribers, um, those that are streaming and downloading. Um, you know, don't be afraid to go ahead and hit that subscribe button. I mean, you're already listening every week as it is. Um, everybody that's, you know, sent emails, phone calls, text messages, um, anybody that I had a face-to-face conversation with about this podcast and, you know, getting, it, um, you know, being inquisitive about the, um, you know, the direction of it, you know, the feedback, you know, what you like, what you want to hear what makes you laugh, you know, it's just eight brothers getting together that, you know, grew up together, is having fun, you know, talking about everything that's going on and some of the things that y'all may or may not want to hear, may or may not like, but regardless, it's something that's, you know, it's better than turning on your light, your night, and I, I dare I say that, you know, that's, that's subjective, but it's, it's, you know, turning on your nightly news and, you know, not hearing, you know, all of the negativity and all of the different, you know, killings and things like that, but regardless, uh, all of y'all that subscribed and stayed with us, um, like I said, our schedules have changed quite a bit. We went from Saturdays to Wednesdays to Saturdays back to Wednesdays to skipping a few weeks. Y'all still hung in there with us. And we can only promise you that, you know, bigger and better things are to come. Y'all keep listening. We're going to keep recording. We're going to keep, you know, doing what we do best. And that's, you know, making y'all laugh and cracking jokes and, you know, making light of different things and just, you know, just giving, you know, uh, however many different perspectives to sit around the table of what is going on in the world. So, um, as always, I want to thank everybody that listens, everybody that takes the time out to hit the subscribe button, the follow button, the like, even those that don't like it, that y'all still subscribe, you know, we appreciate y'all. So, um, as the, this year, you know, gets ready to come to an end, it's my prayer that everybody remains safe, um, healthy, um, happy, whatever it is that you have your heart set on going into the new year. I hope uh, all good things come to each and every one of you listening, all your family and your friends. And um, we'll go around the table and um, get a last, I don't know, whatever it is you want to say to the listeners and whatever advice that you might want to give to the people listening. Start with you. Uh, have a nice life. <laughs> That's it.
What more is there? Yeah, you're right. Okay, whatever. Enjoy the ride, yo. Enjoy the ride. <laughs> you don't know where this shit going. True. You know? Ian, what you got, brother? Just appreciate y'all listening. Appreciate y'all uh, putting this together. That's it. My man. Kurt? I ain't gonna lie. This last long I thought it was. But you know how these niggas are. I'll say it. You know, I'm, I'm surprised we last this long. Looking forward to um, next year to see where we can go, truthfully. Once we all, because we see the process, um, the results from our hard work going into it. So I think we're ready to ride out and see, see it through. All right. So thank everyone for having a part in it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, so we're going we gonna, to. It's Curtis say, you know, and, um, you know, we're going to ride this thing out and see where it takes us. You know, we're going to go ahead and try to reach more people, more, more everybody uh, for the most part. You know, we'll be on a couple of more digital service providers coming in uh, 2021. Been promising and saying, you know, bigger things coming to y'all. So we'll be able to break those to y'all as soon as they come. Um, but in the meantime, you know, continue to keep God first. Um, keep your families and your loved ones tight. Keep everybody that's in your life that's important. Don't take a day off from appreciating people in your life that you value. Um, you don't have to have constant conversation with everybody, but do let people that's in your life know what they mean to you and uh, appreciate everybody that's you know close to you. Whatever little meaningless squabbles and beefs or whatever little animosities you have, you know, bury those, put those behind you. Don't be one of those people that's you know crying over somebody's casket, wishing you had more time. Don't 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 be that person. Just you know. A lot of times, whatever it is that you might have a misunderstanding about can be easily mended, you know, with a phone call or a text message. So, as always, you know, thank y'all for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank y'all for downloading, streaming. Hopefully, we'll see y'all on the other side in 2021. And uh, God bless y'all, and we'll talk to y'all soon.